0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Andrew Wonders Farrell tells a story of Yasmin, a young woman living in the tunnels underneath Manhattan's west side. Surviving on her own terms while trying to build a life alone, she is reeling from the loss of her mother, who was deported when she was 16 years old. Along her journey, Yasmin meets a cast of characters and real New York personalities, each living their own form of exile, a lonely piano player who never plays music out loud, a mother who regrets the birth of her six-year-old, a lonely grandmother nostalgic for salsa music, and a mission who is there to help. This is the film is called Farrell, and we're joined today by the lead actor, Anna Sriram. Anna Purna, welcome to Film School Radio. <laughs> Hi. For people who are interested in incredibly well done independent films, you should check out Farrell, Andrew Wonder, who wrote, directed, and shot this film. How did you connect with him?
1: My agent, Uh, who was my agent at that time, had, I think, gone to NYU with Andrew. And uh, they had somehow struck up a conversation, and he mentioned that he needed an actress. So she sent him my Instagram and my reel, which was uh, pathetic at that time. And then we met for, like, basically had, like, a meeting for coffee. And I came back a couple days later, and we read some of the scenes, and then that's how I had the part.
0: <laughs> what was that like? I mean, did you, you had some idea, obviously from reading the scenes, you kind of had an idea of just how how raw this film is. Is that, is that a, way, a fair way to put it?
1: Yeah. I think that I have been an actor in New York for eight years. I started off doing a lot of theater. So I did some shows off Broadway, like I did Jesse Eisenberg's play off Broadway and then on the West End. And I did Wallace Shawn's uh, play off Broadway. So, and I had done these like little kind of recurring parts, but There was sort of this like constant, like, why aren't you more successful? Like, why aren't you, you know, booking more? Why aren't you, you know, doing more parts? And, you know, one of the reasons, you know, there's a lot of like variables that go into like why you do or don't get a part. And, you know, a lot of those variables are just simply out of your control. And so this, I think, because the opportunity was just so much like this is a leading part This is a meaty part. This is a part that has a lot of dynamicism. You know, I wasn't really afraid. I was just kind of like ready and like, yes, I will do anything. I was excited. I think I was excited and I was excited by the challenge. And lucky for everyone involved, I'm a pretty like raw person naturally. So those, those elements of the performance are not really daunting for me.
0: Did, did you know from the the reading the initial audition that you would be essentially in every frame of this film?
1: I don't think so. I don't even think I really thought of it like that. Like, I, I don't think, at least from my perspective, when you're acting in something, I, for some reason, don't ever really think about the final cut. It's like you're sort of like have to work just like scene by scene. And I also think in the initial script, there were a lot of plot elements that we ended up cutting. There was a lot of scenes that like in the end, you know, the end, the the version, the final version were completely improv. So I think when you first come across a project, you never know how precious the writer is going to be about their words. You know, I think initially the script was a lot more of these like relationships or these you know conversations and then as we were filming you know the the scenes would sort of evolve in their own way and then they would become other things essentially like the enti- there's an entire scene where I'm sort of doing this like confession which was completely improvised you know the scene that was written was just like not even something that we filmed. So there were a lot of these, those were like surprises, I think that, you know, when you're first going to be involved in it, you just think like, okay, this is a really exciting, meaty character. This is like going to be fun. Like, oh, I have these ideas. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like thinking about it, like you're planning a trip or something, you know, and, and you're like, okay, I'm going to pack this and I'm going to bring that. But then when you're actually there, like you don't know, you can't prepare for like everything. So yeah. suddenly, there are all these other elements that that then you get to like interact with.
0: Watching uh, Farrell it it and based on what you've been talking about, it feels like Andrew Wonder is very open to uh, the moment, if you will, open yeah. to how the film is going to going to progress. Uh, so. My question regarding that is: it sounds like you've sort of given me an answer on this, but uh, I will. Um, <laughs> uh, and and that, that is, when did you feel like you really had a hold of Yasmin? Like, was it on set? Was it prior? Was there some prior moment going into production? When did you feel like you really had her?
1: I think, I don't know. I feel like Yasmin. Is a version of like me as a high schooler and or like a version of kids I went to high school with. Like there's something very adolescent about her and her reactions to things. And so I feel like it was in my read, my like kind of audition read that I was like sort of testing it out and Andrew was very encouraging of like no go further go further and so then it she really kind of became more of this like teenage version of myself and i'm i'm from tennessee so there was like this like reflection of like kids i grew up with that i feel like came through in in her kind of audacity and her quirkiness in a way mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say like when it kind of fell into place, but I think it was pretty early on that that she kind of was really she was pretty accessible. I know we're talking about her like that. This is a weird way to talk about you know character, but
0: yeah. well, well, I I think this is a for me this is a, a reflection of just how um, invested. I felt watching, I, uh, watching her, watching the story unfold, because you're rooting for her uh, for a lot of different reasons, but it's this, you know, obviously she has to be very street savvy. She obviously understands a lot of uh, uh, information coming to her uh, and the way it could be of danger to her, and so she's able to sort of process that. But there's, at almost every point in the film, I felt that, you, that Yasmin was vulnerable, or at least open to the experience in a in a more positive way, although there are certain circumstances. I don't want to give anything away in the, from the film, but there's it's a mix. I guess is what I'm trying to get to.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the part the that, that like extreme vulnerability mixed with this extreme distrust of authority that is why I think about you know being a teenager, like my own teenage experience growing up was really, I had, you know, I was like arrested as a teenager and I spent time in like a lockdown facility. So I feel like I had this like understanding of what it feels like to sort of be wary and angry and also just like deeply hurt and, you know, raw. So I think that having, having had that experience, that's part of why I think I was able to kind of craft her around something that was familiar because the subject matter of the actual film is, you know, not my narrative and, you know, it's a very delicate thing (laughs) to, you know, tell a story Especially when, you know, your director is a white guy and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, how do we tell this story and like bring the most honesty and the most empathy to something that isn't familiar? I think it was really important to me that she is someone that is vulnerable and is human so that the audience can have empathy for her and not feel like she's this like other, you know, outsider
0: want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the lead actor from this wonderful new indie film called Feral, and that would be Annapurna Sriram. Leave have led me to a, the, the next question about preparing for the role in terms of the actual uh, geography. The We see you walking in through the, essentially the underground under well, West <laughs> Manhattan, uh, and what was that like? Was sort of I. What, what did you did you did you spend some time down there prior to the shoots, or how did that work?
1: So no, <laughs> the the way the film came about was really fast, and um, which I think kind of maybe worked because it, it's like the kind of thing that you find out you're gonna do, and then three weeks later you're doing it, so you don't really have a lot of time to like think and question and get in your head. And I I knew that Andrew said we would be going in the tunnels and we were going underground, but it, it's like in those moments, you're like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm totally down. And you're not really hearing what what's being said to you as an actor. Cause you're like still in this mode of, you know, get the job or, or whatever it is when you're, you know, auditioning. So Once we had the job booked, you know, it was sort of like a whirlwind of, okay, we're gonna do these rehearsals, we're gonna like meet the other actors and we're gonna read the scenes and we're gonna do the costumes and we have to figure out your hair. And, you know, there's like suddenly all these things that the actual going in the tunnel was, um, I, I didn't, it just didn't really like hit me until the day we were actually going into the tunnel. And at that point, you know, it's kind of like, well, we have to do it. We've shot basically the whole movie up until this point. So <laughs> yeah. it's almost like any feelings you have, just it, you know, act through them because this is like the ultimate, you know, performance, <laughs> which is you know, whatever feelings of fear or like, oh my god, are we going to get arrested? Are you know all of those feelings? You, I had to just kind of like grin and bear it, or, or it wasn't really bearing it, but it, yeah. you know, initially it was like, oh shit, we're going to jump in a hole. And like roll down a little hill underground and then, you know, walk for miles, (laughs) you know, so there were there were these it was a very surreal thing. And I, I think in a way, the fact that I wasn't really prepared for it was probably best because then there was really no there was really no like anticipation. Because I, I didn't really know what I was doing. It was sort of like, you know, hey, you want to go swim and like jump in, you know, and you think, sure. And then you get and it's like this huge, like, I don't know, like zip line. And you're like, oh, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Okay. All right. Okay. I guess we're doing it, you know. Yeah. Well, I
0: wanna, then I want to I compliment you on your ability to kind of harness that uh, in, in the scenes that we see where you're going back to where you quote unquote live. Uh, and also just traversing sort of the different other homeless encampment parts of the underground and just it it, it feel like you're there you know it's also uh, eye-opening for you know for someone sitting in a very comfortable place right now talking to you to to come to to see what what a lot of people's lives are actually this is their life
1: yeah I mean, your experience was something that I was having, you know, in the moment, but then had to, if I was being filmed, act as if it was super casual, you know, (laughs) which is like one of the most bizarre situations to be in as an actor, because usually it's more reversed where you're in a very casual situation, but you have to act as if it's very like dire and the stakes are really high, you know. Or you have a living person in front of you, but you have to pretend they're dead, right. you know. Where in this case it was, we have this very extreme situation. But I have to pretend like I'm completely fine and I've been living in it for years and I know my way around. It, you know, it's like my, being in my home essentially. Yeah. So there was one point I think, the, my very first day in the tunnel, that Andrew was like you know, you look really uncomfortable. And I was <laughs> like, well, I think I am, you know, it's freezing. It's like, I'm scared, you know? It, and so it took a couple of days of going in and out of the tunnel before I think I felt a little bit more like easy and, and safe. We did one night where we broke in or we snuck into the tunnels and we, this is like the craziest part. We scaled a wall, we crawled under another wall, and then we like lifted this. There's the scene where I move this grate in yes. a bathroom. Yes. So that scene, we we accessed that bathroom from the tunnel. And then we arrived inside of it. And then we we closed the gate and then we shot the scene as if I was entering the bathroom and then moving the grate and right. then jumping in. So it was like, we're in the Goonies or Ocean's Eleven. You know, it's like, it feels like we're in a spy movie yeah. shooting this other movie.
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you that scene is the one that really kind of hit home in terms of your situation was the fact that you have to move this. Yeah. Just what you described, you're moving this grate to get out for you get it. Oh, pull, push it away so you can <laughs> crawl down into a hole where you're right. where you're going to sleep. I mean, that is yeah. that's pretty hardcore stuff.
1: I think it's hardcore. I also think it's kind of like, you know, if there was someone who was a runaway or you know if for whatever reason unhoused and needed a place to live, it's a very savvy, you know, smart way to find shelter. And find privacy, so it is a little bit like terrifying, and it's like okay, Phew, like she's figured something out. She's actually the smartest person in New York right now, living rent free. <laughs> you know? right, right, right. <laughs> well,
0: well, that that brings me to another part of the sort of the story, the the uh, atmospherics around her situation, and that is that people who are, as you put, unhoused, are not. stupid they're not they're very smart I mean it I'm to be able to navigate and survive uh, to be in survival mode all the time you have to develop certain skill sets and and the fact that your character was able to find something amongst all of these very savvy people that was essentially an independent living situation for her is yeah you're right it's very bright very smart but you're dealing with a lot of people who are very street savvy in your in this particular realm that you're living in, so it's yeah there's I, I don't know i you know what i mean i I don't know does that makes sense <laughs> yeah <does>
1: totally <laughs> okay. i i think I think that something that is very important for me is that you know there is this intelligence that we get to see, yeah, you know, so it doesn't necessarily just feel like oh, we're just seeing poverty or we're sort of exploiting this undocumented narrative, but that we get to see someone's intelligence and resilience sort of navigating those things, plus just, you know, the structures of society that are potentially oppressive.
0: Right, right. And it is, exactly. It's all in here. Well, uh, in the last couple of minutes I have with you, I want to ask you about uh, your reaction to the reaction to Feral, because it's been very, very good. Uh, 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Re- it's not just that. It's just the reviews have been um, very, very laudatory, particularly about your performance, which is appropriate since, as I said, you are essentially in every frame of this film. So what's, what? What? How's this feel moving forward for you as far as your career? As, how do you feel about what happened? And-
1: you know, I feel like... Um, feral was this very strange gift that I was given and it was a little, it was incredibly unconventional. I shouldn't even say it was a little, it was very unconventional. It was a role that, you know, if I'm going to look back on my life at the, at the opportunities I had, you know, it stands out to me as something that feels, um, you know it feels like i did my best and i gave my all and i can look at the finished product and and know that i think it's tricky because these the these films the, the indie film market is so competitive that when you have a film like feral that feels a little new wavey you know it feels like yeah, yeah. the sort of the sort of initial roots of indie filmmaking which is more gritty guerrilla you know there's no famous there's no a-listers. There's no huge studio. It's really just this uh, almost like primal form of making art. I feel really proud that I got to do something like that because so often those opportunities, you know, they're, they're either not really, you know, they're not fully realized or um, you're in a situation where you have like a bigger budget and therefore it's for some, for whatever reason, the creativity is is just lessened. For me, you know, the reception part of it and the the sort of aftermath will never be quite as magical as the art-making part of it. And so that always stands out as the most um, powerful part of the whole process.
0: I will be presumptuous uh, for a minute and say that is a particularly grounded reaction because... (laughs) It, because people can get caught up in this uh, this sort of bubble that is the indie film world and believe that it projects into a lot more than it does, and so I think you're you're right because uh, this is the world I live in. I mean, I, I my this show is devoted to the idea of independent filmmaking, and uh, I've been fortunate to have come across films by like the. Satvi Brothers and by from Sean Baker when he was first starting out and this feels like that kind that that kind of a film, and but having said that those people have also gone on to um, you know to do a lot of work that they're they're going to be very proud of for for a lot of different reasons and I feel I feel like your this performance is so strong uh, that I, I just can't imagine that you're not going to have a lot of opportunities open up for you if they haven't already. Uh, the camera loves you you, you <laughs> and, and you and you look you you just felt you felt so assured in in this performance I' I'm, I'm I'm really hoping for for a lot more from you and in uh, moving forward so
1: well I hope so too you know I'm in the process right now which is super crazy of um, I'm in pre-production for a film that I wrote that I'll be in and directing, which is insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm pulling like an Agi Argento right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. And, and I definitely feel like, you know, I mean, doing pre-production during this sort of lockdown and this crisis is, it's really difficult because, you know, when you are a big studio, you can sort of afford you know, a lot of the precautions for, for dealing with a pandemic. But I, you know, I really hope that it doesn't limit the access that indie filmmakers have to making work because, because I, I personally love it. You know, I love being able to make things that aren't necessarily for commercial gain, but more for expressing a story that, you know, is different. Yeah. Well, um, well, I
0: I look forward to it. Come back when, when you're ready. ready. <laughs> I will. Yeah, come back. Uh, <laughs> I have one question that I'm not even sure mm-hmm. I'll include in our in in the edit. But was that Andrew that was doing the interviews at the home at the homeless shelter?
1: No. So that was actually this is a really interesting piece. That was a man who Andrew worked with in reality TV. Okay. I I don't I don't know what show specifically but he was uh, he was known for being able to get, you know, very emotional or emotive answers from interviewees for, like, reality television. So the way that whole scene was set up was he does the thing that he does, and I am in character. And he tries to extract, you know, this story out of me right. and I just have to make it difficult for him. I mean, the, the improv that went on when we shot, it was much longer than what they ended up cutting together for that scene. Yeah, But it was like, you know, a, you know, a very strange experience because he's kind of being himself in a way, but I'm not myself, but he doesn't know like who I really am. So he, so I'm just giving him this, character essentially to try to work with so so that scene was yeah that scene was pretty pretty interesting because it was also really bizarre to see his techniques or like what he would do if he were you know to actually interview this kind of person yeah
0: well and also that particular scene illuminates some other things in that we see earlier in the film we see bits of other interviews in the film, so it sort of right. ties ties it together, which I thought was a really nice little thing, motif, if you will, the way that uh, Andrew was able to cut all that into, yeah. a, into a nice nice bundle. Well, um, I, I thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you. Too. Yeah, yeah. Just want to let our listeners know that we have been talking with the lead actor uh, from the film Feral, and that would be Anna Pernan. Shri Ram and I look forward. Please come back when your film's ready for yeah, the world. Yeah, and- I would
1: love to. That oh, my- <laughs> would be my pleasure.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much, and all the best, all the best. Seriously, I- I'm good. Good luck to you on all. Okay, day. take care. All right, thank you.